Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast where we review subgenres of movies. This week's subgenre is where do horror directors find these weird looking kids? It's <laughs> a real question. That's a good, yeah. That's a great subgenre, actually. Yeah. This week, we're reviewing Hereditary from whatever year it came out 2018. 2018. And uh, of course, after that, we have our titular segment, No Concessions, where we give you a case for our favorite or least favorite movies. Uh, and before both of those, we're starting the show with a little bit of trivia. But even before then, <laughs> oh. let's talk to our guests Guests today. Let's start with you. Hey, guys. This is uh, Ben Pitt. Happy to be back on No Concessions. Huzzah. Hi, this is Regina. I'm back for, is this my third episode being being here? Yes, I think it's both of you. Yeah, it's both episodes. our thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So glad. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Uh, and being that it's your third episode and you are a couple, it's time to destroy this relationship <laughs> with movie trivia. Nice. I'm going to uh, destroy one of you. Yeah, bend over. Forget it. Absolutely going to destroy the other person. And I expect you to break up as soon as the trivia ends to the point where we can't even finish the episode. Yeah. That's that, what I expect. It's like uh, shopping in Ikea together for the first time after just moving in and never discussing our tastes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. I'm ready. Ikea has the worst furniture. It's like that shit. It's like cheap. Yeah. It's cheap and it's I don't know. bad. Yeah, just I know. It's save cheap. Save some money. I like put, the light where you pull the string and it closes and then opens into like a geo shape. I like that. That's like such an oddly specific thing to be like, oh, Ikea, that weird light thing. But okay, you, you but I mean you. that's IKEA. I think I guess, everyone yeah. has like one weird pick. Yeah, I, do. I had an, I that's had an I- IKEA. I had an IKEA bookshelf. That... We're not even in IKEA, and it's happening. That's We're true. coming apart at the same. Yeah, this let's is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. let's just let's right. just move on. You know what? Here are my ideas on furniture: save some money, buy something nice. Yeah, just check once. Craigslist. Also, good advice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I buy furniture from Target. You might need to get it cleaned or something. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm, I'm, I'm in the market for a new... All right, enough, <laughs> enough of this. Movie trivia. Movie okay, yeah. and TV trivia. You have yeah, a podcast. If you're in the market for a new ma- mattress, you should also be in the market for a new sponsor. I'm just saying. But anyway. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. Damn. Like Casper can sponsor you. Uh, the purple mattress. Lisa. What's other place? I have yeah. a Lisa mattress. And Is here's it? some oh, free advertising. I no, fucking I'm, love... I'm bleeping okay, no, all, go go all of that. Go for it. Please I mean, do. No I don't care. concessions pick. It's fine. It's a fine mattress. Hey, I love my mattress. I would. I, it's better than my mattress for Sure. I gotta find one. I gotta, and as far as sponsors go, I'm too bad with social media. I haven't even been advertising any episodes. That's yeah, fair. I know. Yeah, yeah, she's very aware. <laughs> I know. I'm she's pissed. Like, I, I want you to talk. Why won't you claim me? Yeah, Why right. <laughs> right. I feel like the side. This is so rude. Damn. <laughs> All right, let's get started with Who this. Who is trivia. she? <laughs> True or false? There was a competition show where people build bongs out of everyday items. That's definitely true. I'm gonna go with false. It's true. Interesting. One oh, right. All right. Well, I had to pick something different. No, you didn't. Well, no, you could have just been right. No, I could have. Okay. But I well, didn't know. Prepare to lose. Number two, uh, the the cat in The Godfather that Marlon Brando's holding when he's petting that cat and doing. I've never seen the movie, so okay. I can't tell you what exactly he's doing. Yeah, it's in a picture that I saw. Is that his pet or a stray? That's his actual pet. I have no idea. I'm gonna. It is Marlon Brando. I'm gonna say stray. I feel like he like charmed the stray cat. It was a stray. Interesting. Oh! All right, pulling ahead. Oh. 
two and zero. Pull them ahead. I need more bants here. I expect you guys to be breaking up by question five. <laughs> okay. 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 But you gotta ask us like the like really hot take quiz questions. Like you gotta uh, ask her something about her favorite movie that I get right. That would be ideal. What is your favorite movie? I don't. The I have, thing. The thing. Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can think of something real quick. <laughs> I. It's fine. It's too yeah, late. It's I'm already thinking. My brain is already churning. Uh, what kind of dog was it that the thing took over? It was a husky. Yeah, obviously it was a husky. You're not supposed to answer that. Oh, shit. My bad. Oh, <laughs> but it's obviously a husky. Okay. Well, never mind. Well, this sucks. That was a terrible question. I had no idea. Question. You guys informed me what kind of dog mm. it was. Yeah. Have you... I, I'm dog blind. Every oh, dog looks fair. the same. That's fair. Me. That's totally fair. <laughs> the code in the beginning of uh, the Matrix, the green yeah. shit coming yeah. down, uh, is that. Sushi recipes or directions to different stores in the area. I'm going to go with directions. Uh, I'll just pick the opposite because I don't know. But it's sushi. Nice. Oh, shit. Okay. Nice. Uh, Point for me. uh, Whoever the production designer's wife had a book full of recipes, uh, sushi recipes, and he just scanned that shit. Cool. And started doing it. It looks cool. Yeah. Did a good job. Very iconic. True or false. Sean Connery wore toupee in every James Bond movie false true. it's true really yeah i've seen every james bond movie so that's surprising to me that i didn't know that yeah uh, i full disclosure these are not things that i knew myself i googled <laughs> movie trivia nice and i was just like oh that's actually really interesting that is really interesting yeah fuck them i feel like honestly hair. we're just having like a learning session yeah, like I no like one's it. breaking up after yeah, this definitely. oh geez all right sorry it's too uh, it's too bad the show's yeah. canceled <laughs> everybody go home everybody go home sorry it's just that we're not as dysfunctional as the people in in this movie we're going to talk about later yeah true uh they're true or false there is a plumbing competition show that puts the skills of apprentices to test that sounds so tight but that's false I'm also going to go with false. It's false. Nice. I hope somebody's keeping track of the score because I'm not. <laughs> I'm winning. The studio uh, audience is. Three to two? Yeah. Three to two. Okay. Studio audience, how you how y'all doing today? I'm not even going to cut in any audio. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I know. You did that the last time on our episode where the studio audience was supposed to be booing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was I nothing. completely forgot. I, I like it that it's, I actually kind of like that it's inconsistent. Like sometimes they'll react and sometimes they won't. <laughs> it's actually, it is funnier. Yeah. We're, if we're you trying just, like, to coerce a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we don't have the, the light that says clap yeah, or yeah. whatever our tech guys or just like here. our, our like really audience kind of or like your yet. audience mic is down or whatever it is like, yeah, yeah yeah we just need some sponsorship for sure yeah, yeah. sponsor money absolutely get this guy I a new mattress check. you know what i mean right. yeah i do need a new mattress all right question six which was based off of the same script dante's peak and volcano deep impact in armageddon et and poltergeist or the matrix and ghost in the shell I'm going to say the first one. No, I think it's E.T. and Poltergeist. You That's my final it. answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's E.T. and Poltergeist. Yeah. Damn, dude. This I'd is... heard that before. Fuck. All right. Well, like, I, I, I could not have come up with that fact, but as soon as you said it, I was like, no, I've heard that. That, that just, like, rang true somewhere in the back of my brain. Wait, so can you give us, like, the history behind how that's the... <laughs> Same script. I wish. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. You don't I even have these facts like, on no. Deckington. You're just out here. Uh, the funny thing is wow, I started crazy. writing down the facts after a certain this point. This is awful. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't even think about writing the facts when I started writing these questions <laughs> until like 
halfway. No, for the last four questions, I wrote them down. I was just like, huh, I might as well explain this one. <laughs> no, uh, nice. I think if I recall correctly, Steven Spielberg was producing Poltergeist. Gotcha. And they initially, whoever brought him the script, uh, initially wanted him to use it for Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I don't do think this is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'm Steven Spielberg. Interesting. I remember Steven Spielberg was involved somehow. Yeah, makes sense. Is E.T. a good movie? Oh, that's a, that's a hot take question because my hot take is no. I don't know. I don't remember ever watching it. I haven't it. watched it in 25 years, so we I don't should, remember. You know what? We should just do that as our next episode. We should just rewatch it and come back and talk about it. I don't okay. know if I want to. But that okay. works. It works for I'm me. I'm down. Midsommar should be our next pick. Maybe. We'll get that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Oof, uh, that makes me way more excited to get to the get to the talking of about the movie but yeah, i yeah. was actually several times while watching the movie we're going to talk about later i thought i wonder what denzel's gonna think about this movie but anyway we'll get there we'll get okay. there All we're right. tied in this trivia quiz right now so perfect it's real three three next question who was in consideration for the lead of terminator aside from arnold schwarzenegger uh sydney poitier dolph lundgren sylvester stallone or oj simpson oj so- simpson Oh, I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It was him. And then um, the other person was um, the guy who played the detective in that movie, who's also Bishop in Aliens. Oh. Yeah. He was the other. He was the other. Because they were considering having him not look super robotic, having him look more like human. And so he, when they just, so they were going to use him, but then they decided to make him look more like crazy, beefy, and bulky. It would have been fucking hilarious. Like, to, just to peek into the timeline where O.J. Simpson was the Terminator, like, that movie would be blacklisted. It would be hard to find. Like, yeah. it would be insane. Where he's, like, hunting down this poor woman to murder her. It's like, that it's would like- be insane. <laughs> it would be such a cult movie. Like, you'd have to go see it at midnight. Like, it would be hard to find. I bet he would embody the role realistically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet you would empathize with it. Now that OJ's out of prison, you'd have to be worried about him showing up yeah. at your screenings in the middle of the night. Uh, I Wait, heard is that, he out of prison? Yeah, he's, oh. he's out of prison and he's hanging out, man. Oh, word? He's What's on he Twitter, doing? too. He's, he's on Twitter? Yeah, he makes videos. I hate that. He's real weird on Twitter. Of course he's he is. Very, he's a weird dude. Yeah. You I know, think, he, he went to prison for fucking armed robbery because he thought some guy had stolen all his memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking lunatic. I mean, That's lunatic a, stuff. They, they gave him a heavier prison sentence than would normally be yeah. applied. Yeah, of course. Because he got away with murder. Yeah. Allegedly. But like did. We I have no, know. we have to say allegedly because I don't want him to show up, man. <laughs> I can't. I heard your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he just knocks on the door. Right. Hey, I heard your podcast. We haven't he, even released yeah, this episode. Like, I'm one of ten people who listen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Honestly. Thanks, OJ. Thanks, how OJ. About you, how about you retweet can, it for can me? Can you sponsor huh? the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't I just don't kill me. Yeah. Right. Honestly. Don't kill me like you okay, 100% killed your wife. Allegedly. Of the three of us, allegedly I'm the 100%. one getting killed. Show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you let him overpower you, I don't know how big of a duty he is anymore. That's true. He's well, like he's 80. He's like 80 or some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You could probably take him. Probably. I wouldn't take that bet. Maybe. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I mean, we know he has a gun. OJ, if you're listening, please just send us a check for the show. Please yes. don't show up. Dude, if you yeah. send us a check, I will 100% be like, OJ didn't do it. I will 100. <laughs> my morals are not that strong. Yeah. I am ve- I just, I'm very cash poor right now. That would be great. Right. <laughs> cash poor. Ooh. Thanks. That's what rich people say. 
Yeah, cash poor right now. I only have credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And assets. Uh, Psycho by Hitchcock is the first movie to feature a toilet flushing. True or false? Oh, that sounds true. I'm going to go with true. true. I'm going to go with true. That's uh, true. Yeah, that makes sense. I you like, like how you read the questions. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there were like weird <laughs> rules about what you could and couldn't say in movies and TV. Like, yeah, that's weird. Um, the Dick Van Dyke show, he, they weren't allowed to say the word pregnant. Like, <gasps> that was too scandalous. After the quiz, can we talk about Mirkins? <laughs> sure. The show, The Americans? No. Or? No, 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 no. She, no. I learned a fun new term, but we'll yeah. talk about it after the quiz. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Which movie caused the largest uptick, uptick in sales for the starring type of animal? Uh, you'll get it when I start listing these. Airbud, Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Ratatouille. Mice. Finding yeah. Nemo. Fish. Jaws. Miniature. Sharks. Finding Nemo. Uh, Airbud. Wrong, both of you. Oh shit! Interesting. It Word? was ratatouille. Ew, what? A lot huh. of mice sold. Interesting. Does that? What? Yeah. Interesting. No. Yeah. You can't tell me why though. You didn't write it down. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bastard. So, I assume it's because <laughs> I assume it's because mice are easy to take care of. Probably, and there's like you can get them at the pet store. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, I like ratatouille. Have you heard that Patton Oswalt joke about Halloween that year? No. He has a bit about it. I'm just going to steal it and repeat it, but giving him full credit. He ha- he got super wasted on Halloween, and some kid showed up dressed as Remy, and he's shit-faced, <laughs> laughing hysterically in his doorway, going, you're inside of me! <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I know. That's so just, weird. Just scarring this child who has no idea that this like chubby white dude is like... <laughs> For the voice of Remy, I'm sure yeah. his parents explained it to him at some point. Probably, because, like, maybe not. You, if you're in a wealthy enough neighborhood to run into Patton Oswalt, like you gotta know who lives there, right? Probably, yeah. probably. I have no idea. I don't know if I would retell that story if I were Patton Oswalt. Yeah, that's weird. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like pulling your dick out. Like I don't know about you're rich. that. Shouldn't do it, even the though you're rich. Best and thing Patton Oswalt ever did was his weird monologue on uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Where he's just talking about Star Wars for like 10 minutes. Yeah, he's filibustering, and he's just talking about Star Wars, and like the X-Men show up, and it's great. (laughs) It's pretty fun. All right, next question. Uh, Which was the most profitable film ever? Uh, Avengers 1, Paranormal Activity 1, Blair Witch 1, Avatar 1. I mean, although there isn't a second Avatar out yet. Oh, I know Avatar. there's six more coming. Have you looked at that news? Yeah. It's What's the, the news? The Avatar, they're filming six of them he, simultaneously. He six of them yeah. back to back and they're going to come out starting theoretically. Theoretically starting 2021. No, this year, 2020. Theoret- this December, we're supposed to get Avatar 2 and then every other year for the next 12 years, we're going to get another Avatar. Man, and James Cameron really industry. legitimately... A, thinks these movies are coming out, which they're not, and B, thinks they're going to be cultural phenomenon. They're going to be alternating with Star Wars. So, the first movie, I think, was a hit because of the 3D. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody would have fucking gone to see that. No. And when's the last time someone brought up Avatar in a way that wasn't just making fun of the fact that he thinks that they're still going to be good? I can't think... The year Avatar Avatar came out, like... 
no one talks about that movie positively anymore that I know of. It's true because that and Dances with Wolves and Pocahontas. Same fucking movie. Started from the same script. Yeah. Just like E.T. and Poltergeist. Nice. See, bringing it back. Bringing like it back it. So together. I think we're tied 4-4 four, four right now. Yes. Yeah. And how many more questions are there? Um, hold Two? on. We're on... I've got 10 more after no, this question. No, stop. Are you serious? I mean, if you want to stop, we can. That's bad questions. Yeah. I mean, this was supposed to run for like 30 minutes. So. Keep going. I'm, I'm into it. So, all right. Anyway, what's your guest? guess? What did I say? I think I said Avatar. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, the most profitable movie was the question, not which made the most. So, I'm going to yes. go with the first Paranormal Activity. Oh, shit. Damn it. He's You're right. Because right. yeah. that movie costs like 36 cents yeah. to make. Yeah, You're right. And Absolutely. we talked about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pull I don't ahead. know. I like the problem with that statistic in particular is I don't know what they're basing it off of. Yeah, the movie cost probably like nineteen thousand to film or some shit like that, right? And it made four hundred million. Yeah, but, so you have to kind of go by percentage, right? Yeah, yeah. It would have to be by percentage yeah, because like twenty eight mm-hmm. days later is another movie which costs like what, like ten thousand or something to make. Yeah, yeah. And it made I don't know how much it made in the theaters, but it fucking making can i just really quickly interject i saw the new trailer for a quiet place 2 which first of all the first trailer was perfect and they did not need a second trailer Mm -hmm. at all yeah so first of all quiet place the two the first trailer was perfect and you did not need a a second trailer but i did see the second trailer and um killian murphy is going to be in the second one which i didn't know but i'm now like my head canon is that it's like a 28 days later thing like He's like, I'm like, oh, cool. The guy from 28 Days Later is going to be in A Quiet Place. So that's pretty, I'm pretty stoked for that. I still would have been like way happier to have just been surprised in the theater by this information, but I am pretty hyped. Actually, I'm kind of sad that you told me. Yeah. See, it would have been cool to just like see it in theaters, right? But now I'm going to go see it for Yeah, sure. no, for fuck sure. <laughs> Fucking love Killian Murphy. <laughs> like weirdly. Yeah, sure. You know he wanted to play Batman? Anyway, sorry. Back to the quiz. <laughs> anyway, I guess that we don't have to do all the questions. No, let's do them. Uh, which which was the least profitable movie? Mars Needs Moms or John Carter of Mars? John, John Carter, Carter of Mars. No, really? Mars oh Mom. shit! Yeah, Interesting. Uh, so John Carter of Mars lost the studio one hundred and twenty-seven million. Yeah. Mars Needs Moms lost the studio one hundred and forty-five. Wow, million. Yeah. that's close though. You know what's really yeah. crazy is that that was based on like a campy eighties movie. Uh, Mars Needs Children. And they like kidnap all the children. And it was like this really shitty, campy 80s movie. That's sick. Yeah. Which I, super I, I watched it in my uh, bad movie club when I was in high school. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> John Carter of Mars based on the pulp novels by some dude who's absolutely a racist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you say pulp, yeah, old pulp novels, you should just assume racist. I guess I'll choose one more question. Because we're tied 5-5 five, five right now, I think. Uh, which actor was not ser- seriously injured during the shooting of their film? Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Four, Michael B. Jordan in Creed, Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx. Vin Diesel during Fast and Furious 6. Vin Diesel, Fast gonna, and Furious 6. I was going to say Vin Diesel, too. He's like a Damn, giant baby. Dude, what the fuck? You guys are right. <laughs> All right, it's nice. still tied. Yeah. Nice. All right, yeah, we'll do one more. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was punched in the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was in intensive care for four days. Yeah, because oh, he shit. insisted Dolph Lundgren punch him as hard as he could, and he did. 
Yeah, I remember that because yeah, okay. Uh, Michael B. Jordan turned into a punch rather than away from a punch. Got it. And broke his nose. Yeah. Jackie Chan broke his leg Jackie in Rumble Chan. in the Bronx. He, yeah. I think does his Jackie own stunts. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. Vin Diesel, uh, notorious baby. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Giant baby. All right, we're gonna end this relationship. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is used to make the sound of the USS Enterprise door closing sound? Oh. Door opening closing sound. Is it a yo-yo bind? Is it a toilet flush? A door closing? Or an office chair rising? Office you know, chair rising. It's definitely an office chair rising. Wrong. Both of you. Wow. Still tied. Wow. What is it? It's, it's a sound of a toilet flushing, but it was a Russian train. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I thought you guys would know that. Because yeah, because you guys are big Star Wars fans. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star, Star Trek I, I'm fans. also a big Star Wars fan, but what, you know, credit where credits due. Yeah, good, good. All right, here's here's another question. <laughs> what way did Interstellar make money outside of the movie? Or I should have phrased this differently. That's not. Um, <laughs> that's not a well-written question. Okay, we'll skip that one. Uh, um, well, the answer is agricultural sales. They interesting. Actually, they uh, actually built a farm full of all that corn that they yeah. drive through. Interesting. Oh, and then they sold the corn afterwards. Oh, oh cool. good for them. That's Matt Smart. That's good. Cool. That yeah. movie wasn't that good. So. Oh, shit. I didn't finish it. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. I only watched half of it. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. not a good movie, actually. There's some things in that movie that I really fuck with, but as a whole, that movie uh, doesn't, isn't, isn't very good. It's definitely not Christopher Nolan's best movie. I didn't even watch Dunkirk. I don't know anyone who's watched Dunkirk and liked it. Oh, really? Is yeah. it just long? It's just Probably. long and boring, and he wanted it to be like the actual Battle of Dunkirk, so it's just like switching. It's like constantly switching between characters, but there's like no main character. It's just like an actual recreation of this battle. Oh, so, so it's, it's just, just like, like an anthology. Kind of, but it's like, and it's just like these little vignettes of like different people at this same battle, but it's just like apparent. But I think it's like, I don't know if it's cutting between them constantly or what. Like apparently there's just like no main character. It, like the plot is just the battle of Dunkirk and it's just like very well like recreated, but that's the whole movie. Yeah. Like my hot take is that Christopher Nolan peaked after inception and he should retire. Although I'm actually kind of interested in his new movie. We're getting a new movie this year and I'm pretty interested in what, what I fucking hate time travel. I think that shit sucks. I don't know if Tenet well, is time, have time I, I, travel. Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. I don't oh, know if it, I have no I idea what Tenet's about, about. I have no idea. I've seen the trailer like six times. I have no idea what happens in that movie. It looks like time travel. It might be time travel and it might be bad, but I just want to support trailers, not telling me what the fuck the movie is about. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's just things happening. Yeah. Um, You'll probably know the answer to this. Okay. So I'm going to nice. skip it. Oh, like, oh what was it? AF? Oh, tell uh, me after. Uh, well, I'll just, uh, can you name the actors who were considered for the role of Batman in 1989? 1989? Oh, uh, not off the top of my head, but I could, if you gave me multiple choice. If I were to say Ivan Reitman, Dennis, Dennis Leary, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Bill Murray. It's uh, Dennis Leary, I think. I have no idea. It's Bill Murray. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That's fucking That's sweet. That's a fun fact. Uh, it was like uh, that would have been awful. Michael. Well, that was like right when he was like coming up through his career too. So I yeah. guess that would make sense. Eighty nine would have been like post stripes. Interesting. It would have been way different. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know what Bill Murray not being funny looks like. Really, I'm not it, interested in that. It probably would have still been campy. 
Yeah. If yeah. I had to guess. I'm not interested in Batman making Bill Murray jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's I would be more interested in like a young Bill Murray voicing an animated Robin because I think his clips would be really funny there. I feel like Dennis Leary would work in that Dennis role. Dennis Leary would have worked in that role. Yeah. I mean, he's too sh- I think he's I think he's one of those actors that's like really short, but they make him look tall. But like what is Dennis Leary doing tall. nowadays? I'm probably he, being he's in that firefighter show on FX. He just does stand up, I Rescue think. me. Yeah. Which is I've never good? seen a single episode of. It always looked very interesting, actually. It was very ben. dramatic. It was on, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think mostly he just does stand-up now. Mm. Mm. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. that's where he got to start. Well, yeah. I know that's where he got to start, but I don't know what he's doing now. It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> um, the other people in contention were Mel Gibson, uh, Kevin Costner. Okay. And one other person whose name Batman. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He would have uh, been really good in it. Who? I forgot. Oh. Uh Uh, let's see what's the uk version of shark tank called oh i I have no idea i have no idea is it multiple choice yes nice (laughs) lion's lair dragon's den where snakes hide or falcon's nest uh what is it again sorry run it back uh lion's lair dragon's den where snakes hide or falcon's nest uh the the dragon's den i was gonna say the lion one it's dragon's den nice, nice. looks like the champion here is Yay! uh is ben Good isn't job. falcon's nest the name of uh hitler's bunker <laughs> is it yeah <laughs> oh i don't know I just it was that oh no <laughs> i thought you did it on purpose Fuck like the way you stressed it at the end both times you read it i'm like i thought you were looking at us like please don't say that <laughs> I, I had no idea i'm pretty sure it is i couldn't uh figure out what the name of where snakes go is called uh so i just put where snakes hide that's hilarious that that's actually not a terrible <laughs> I mean, like, I could see a show called Where, Where Snakes, Snakes Hide. Yeah, it's a business that's like, show. That's like the British version of Succession. <laughs> With way less incest. I don't know if there's incest in Succession. I have no idea. I just watched the first episode, and it oh. was good, but that's all I know. Well, if there's no incest in the first episode. Mm. Then there's, there's probably not incest in it. Yeah. Mostly they get that shit out there first. <laughs> oh, God. All right, after the break. We'll be back with our uh, review of Hereditary from 2018. Sorry, I got the lasers here. Gotta fix that. And now he's masturbating in front of us. That's re- this is really awkward. Yeah, don't he's like determined being... to like break us up, and this is not what I signed up don't for. Don't accuse me of being Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> don't make oh, me. Oh, so actually, studio audience, Louis C.K. is Ben's favorite comedian of all time. He feels like he's never done anything problematic ever. He loves him. That's just not true. That's actually I do think he's. I do true. still think his, some of his humor is very funny. Loves him and like relevant it's his to like comedian. I it okay. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, to diverge from trivia real quick, uh, the misery comedy sells really well and it's very relatable because everybody's miserable for one reason or another. And that shit is very easy to do. If you even learn how to construct a joke, I've been doing a lot of reading Mm -hmm. lately. I read a book called Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Sanderson strikes me as somebody who is not funny, but learned how to construct a joke. Interesting. Isn't that the guy who wrote the wheel of time books yes okay yeah yeah 
He is. Right. Uh, he's he's written a bunch of books. Steelheart, not that good of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a specific character, the protagonist in the book, is some kid who's like very terrible with analogies. But mm-hmm. the the way that the jokes are constructed, it, they're just like n- not funny. Mm-hmm. So he'll say like uh, the shoes. The shoes on the other hand now, rather than Ugh. the shoes Which is on like the other really foot. really bad. That's yeah. like, that's like stupid. Yeah. Stupid. It's, that's it's, like not even a little funny. Exactly. But the way that this relates to Louis C.K. is if you take how basic joke construction works and you just slot in things about like, uh, or things that are very relatable, like, oh, Oh, I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. Right, which he right. has a whole bit about. Yeah. That's it, like millennial culture, actually. And just stretch it out. You can be yeah. as funny as Louis C.K. Right. Now, well, I will say, however, uh, and this goes to my whole thought on like fame and like comedy and how people get famous. Nobody is famous because they're talented. We're, they have a, a base level of competency. Yeah. And they're famous because they just got lucky at some point. For sure. Yeah. And so Louis C.K., didn't show his dick to the wrong people. Right. And then, or maybe he showed his dick to the right people. Right. Either way, there's a dick famous. showing and there's correct context of people. Yes. Until there was not. Exactly. Because he got yeah. famous. So he was like, I can just do this all the time. Yes. And it was like, you it, actually It definitely can. is like a weird, like what fame does to your fucked up brain and how it fucks up your brain. But yes. like, definitely don't show your dick to people who don't want to see it. Yeah. And most and by the way, most people don't want to see it. Yeah, even when you're famous. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> ask, ask the statue of David. Hmm? Uh, you know what? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo got away with it. Yeah. yeah. It's facts. And we're back. This week's subgenre is where do directors find such strange looking children? <laughs> this week we're reviewing Hereditary, initially released June 8th, 2018, directed by Ari Aster, produced by Kevin Frakes, Lars Knudsen, and Buddy Patrick, written by Ari Aster, starring Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and 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 Anne Dowd. Music by Colin Stetson. Cinematography by Powell Porgorzelski. Powell. 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 (laughs) Porgorzelski. I don't know. I'm not doing it again. Edited by Jennifer Lame and Lucian Johnston. Running time of 127 minutes. Budget of 10 million box office of 79.3 million Ooh, nice good for them very good for well Ari Aster. so before Ari Aster? sorry oh, Ari. doesn't matter so uh, before... sorry ari if you're listening to this <laughs> i just want to say that every time we talk about movies being two hours or it's like fuck two hour long movies but then i keep picking them <laughs> yeah but like i also it's incidental there's like very rarely any movie less than two hours these days. Yeah, it's true. 90, the like tight 90 minute movie is very rare these days. And it's usually reserved for comedies. Well, I'm bringing back the tight 90 because yeah. in this movie, you could have cut off the first 20 minutes 
and just got right into the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask before we get too deep into it. Had you seen this before? No. Me either. She I, had. I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you cheater. She'd been you wanting us. Tell me. She'd no, been no. wanting us to watch it, but she kept telling me to watch it on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd heard so much about this movie. I'd heard it. One of my favorite movie reviewers, Screen Junkies, Dan Merle. Big shout out to him. He hold on. Why is that name familiar to me? I don't know. He did, he's like one of the writers on Honest Trailers. He does. Was, it, was that the canceled one? No. Who was the canceled one? There was a guy on Screen about, Junkies who was canceled. I don't remember oh, okay. his name, but I know There was a guy, on, Andy Signore got canceled. Yes. Okay. He got canceled for sexually harassing an intern. Yes. There we go. Yeah. And then, you know how cancel culture works? Yes, obviously. He's still on the internet of making course. things. And, and he's, he's very popular he, on Patreon. He just make and all his stuff is like shock hate content. It's just like, he just shits on stuff for views. I eat drives me crazy dan merle who was the other one of the other co-founders of screen junkies still at screen junkies delightful human being from by all accounts i have not met him personally but i'm a huge fan of all their content and that's so sweet um he's one of my favorite movie reviewers he fucking loved this movie and he was starting the hashtag an oscar for tony because of how much he liked this movie but the reason I hadn't watched it is because I'd heard it described by multiple people as emotional terrorism. So that's what I went in thinking. (laughs) This isn't a Pixar movie. (laughs) Right. It's like, Oh, hereditary is so good. It's like emotional terrorism. And I'm like, and everyone who's ever told me to watch it said, but you have to watch it by yourself because I'm not rewatching that shit. And I'm like, what? That's not a great endorsement, including her. It was me. She tried to make me watch it by myself. And then I was like, Friday night, she's like, oh, you hadn't watched it yet? I guess you could just come over and we'll watch it. But she was like a little reluctant about it. Oh, yeah. She's like, I guess I should rewatch it too anyway. So just come over and we'll watch it together. And then we did. And what a fucked up movie. That whole first half is fucked up. I, maybe I process <laughs> things differently. Yes, the movie was fucked up, but it's just—I don't know. I, I thought it was just real slow. Oh, it is really? slow, but I think—and this is what I had said after the movie had finished—I was like, once it starts to slide, it commits to the slide, and everything goes left, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah, and that's—it's similar to Mandy. It just builds, and you're like, okay, all right, we're building. Could go a little faster, but then once shit starts going left, it just commits. Like the cinematography is really good, the actors really good. The fact that this was his first feature, Ari Aster's first feature film, is incredible. But like, I almost asked her to turn it off when we saw the severed head, like covered in ants, and I was just like, I was like very fucking close to being like, let's just turn this off. I don't want to watch this shit. That's interesting. I didn't even react. I, I just, yeah, I'm the same way. I was like, huh, well, that's yikes. I was like, no, I don't need to watch this. Like, if it's going to be like this, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. But then I'm like, if it stays like this, I'm going to turn it off because I just am not going to be. But then it didn't stay like that. It got like fucking bonkers. Yeah. He wanted like content over just like chalk visuals, which yeah, I think absolutely. is and fair. I, I think it delivers on that content. I think it was a really well done movie. And I do think that like as much as I was ready and willing to turn it off at that point, I didn't, and, and I pushed I through have. it, and she wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't anyway. have, like, held her eyes open. But, like, <laughs> I was just, like, that's just, like, it wasn't, like, even up until that point, and that point's, like, 40 minutes into the movie, 
nothing scary had happened. Like some bad stuff had happened. Some, some like light spooky stuff had happened. So like, you're like getting ready for it to be scary, but like it had just been like disturbing more than scary. And I'm much less, I just felt much less invested in that. But like by the time the like spooky ghost shit starts to happen, I'm like, okay, now I'm in. Yeah. I don't like the gore porn stuff. Uh, me either. Not a big fan. Yeah, me either. So if this movie had turned out like a saw or something like right. that, like even the part towards the end, spoilers, of course, obviously every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like we're in like we're allowed to have spoilers for this movie at this point. I think well, we're and in like that he just, this is a spoiler podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. We're, I try to maintain spoiler free, but nah. But why? Fuck it. Twenty twenty spoilers Good. well especially on Pull this up. podcast like if if it's a spoil, you either have a spoiler podcast or you don't you know exactly you can't have it both ways right yeah. it's it's got to be spoilers so the issue that i had with the part where like there's like some gratuitous stuff yeah like when uh tony collette's like cutting her own head off towards yeah. the, the movie i'm like ah, okay i get it that was a lot but i it wasn't like they zoomed in on like the the tendons slicing like I, I, it, it wasn't yeah. too, honestly the only thing that was too much there were two moments and they were they're semi-related that were too much for me when we like i was i actually thought the tracking or not the tracking the still shot of the kid peter just in shock staring at the wall and like all night in shock and then the mom being like, I'm going to go out to the car. Uh, and then Tony lets in the screaming. That was I'm like, good. that, that was, was really good. Excellent. And then they like cut to the severed head in the middle of the road. And like Tony Collette still screaming in the background. And I'm like, absolutely not. That's one step. That was for me one step too far. And, and then later when she builds a model of that scene, I'm like, no, I'm like, if I were that dad and I said this to her in the moment, I'm like, if I were in that dad, I would not be able to control myself. I would have fucking smashed that to bits. Like I would not be okay with that. I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is her grieving or, Oh, make sure Peter doesn't see. I'd be like fucking unglued, smash that shit to bits. But those are the only two moments. And they were, they're, like I said, they're semi related. I thought the model part was interesting. I don't know. I think they could have done a, they did a decent job at this. But they could have done a better job of showing how, like, kind of unhinged she already was. Yeah. yeah and, like, true. how un- emotionally unstable she already was. Because it didn't, not that it seemed like that building of the model came out of nowhere. It just seemed like uh, a step too far at that point in the movie. Yeah. In- there yeah. wasn't enough that was, like, beforehand where you're like, and yep, she definitely would do this. Yeah. She yeah. just was like, I'm doing this. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I see it. But yeah, but you're not sold on then, it. It's just like after that, it's not like a series of escalating behaviors. Right. It's just that one thing that stands out between scenes. And it's like, ah, like, I get it. Like, I get why you would put that in there. But like, it just seems. Um, well, also, like, there are some really cool sp- shots where you're like, not sure if it's the model or the actual house. And that is like a cool, effective, like, building of tension. I they just, did that at the beginning of the movie, right? Where they zoom in. They do it throughout the movie. Yeah, they do it a couple times throughout where, the movie. Where like they'll pan like there's a where they're panning across the dining room where the phone is ringing and then it stops on the phone as it's uh, the answering machine and the whole pan looks as if it's panning through the model. So like, but I can't tell if it's the model or the house. Right. I'm pretty sure it's the house. But right, it, but like, it's done, and that's done like on that. purpose. That's, it's yeah, like you're not like if you don't know because it just creates that like trapped feeling. 
That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite scene before everything starts like hitting the fan is when she's in the uh the cir- the grieving. She goes for Me the too. grief. Me too. It's, counseling yeah grief counseling it's not really grief counseling because it's like they're in a school it's, gym it's, a, it's like a grief sitting support in a circle group. it's like a yeah, grief support, yeah, group. support group that's yeah. perfect yeah so she's just like she doesn't want to talk but then she's like okay well i'll just start with the fact that my mom died but then like it just starts like pouring out of her that like from like the very beginning her life has been fucked and ben goes Man it takes a special kind of someone to bring down a whole room of already grieving people. Because <laughs> she just like unloads on this she room. Just She's like, my mom died. But my mom also had DID and was a fucking monster. And also, she, my dad died Hold on, when what's I was DID? Dissociative, dissociative identity, identity disorder. disorder. Is that, I thought that was debunked by the uh, DSM. No, so it was multiple personality disorder became dissociative identity disorder. Uh, right. So it's not that people have multiple personalities per se, but it's people dissociate and take on different personas to deal with things, but they're not it's not actually like they don't actually think they're like there seven aren't people actually seven them. people. They just have seven them. maladaptive personalities to cope with something. Ah, uh-huh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. Anyway, so she's just like, oh, my mom had DID and was a fucking monster. And my dad died when I was a baby under suspicious circumstances. And then my brother, who also had like mental problems, killed, killed himself in the house and hung himself and left a note saying to my blaming my mom for putting the voices inside my head which also that scene i feel like that's the main reason i would want to rewatch this movie was just because she says some interesting shit once you know the ending that means a lot more like one of the things she says was i didn't let my mom near my son my firstborn my son i but i gave her my daughter that's what she says and i'm like oh fuck like did she know like how much how complicit was she in the like weird possession shit like how much did she like obviously she knew her mom was fucking into weird crazy shit from when she's going through the boxes and sees like all the spiritualist books and like starts crying because clearly her mom was like a fucking satanist cultist and she must have known to some extent that her mom was like a crazy cultist lady but like did she know that she like tried to get her daughter possessed by a demon and like seemingly successfully because yeah. like there are some traits that the demon king paimon like exhibits that that charlie the kid observe uh, exhibited that then like get passed on so like they're like popping the mouth like that's like a paimon thing because uh you hear it like dissociated like when um the spirits around and that's why they think it's charlie because charlie did that but i think charlie did that every time she does something fucked up because i think she did that right before she cut off that pigeon head too yes yeah so like clearly that's like paimon coming through because paimon was in charlie but like already like the whole time but what didn't like it because paimon prefers a male because he's a male spirit yeah fun facts the name paimon purportedly meant a tinkling sound in an unspecified language interesting king tinkling sound yeah king tinkling sound that's actually terrifying though like if you heard like a tinkling sound like out in the distance in the middle of the night uh mate like kept that relation with her like her weird tick yeah that makes sense that's interesting so that's why that's a fun fact that is cool 
Yeah. It, I, it did a lot of cool things. I think all the shimmer effects for the spirit were really cool. I think that was a bridge too far. Really? Really? Yeah. I think, I think that was like... That's the equivalent of putting Deckard's voiceover in Blade Runner. Really? I don't agree at all. To explain to the audience what's happening during that, that scene. Like, I can understand if you're, like, seeing shit out of the corner of your eye. And you're like, what was that? But... Uh, what they do here is they use it as a way to draw the audience's attention. To things. Yeah. yeah. And like, especially when um, Tony Collette, I think her name's Annie in the movie, yeah. Yeah. gets possessed when Steve gets set on fire. Yeah. Which and is That's tight. a crazy scene. That scene was super sick. Yeah. That scene was, was super fucking sick. awesome. I will say, however, to be a little bit of a downer, like you could tell. More downer than this movie? Yeah. <laughs> so the... When he's set on fire, yeah. like you can tell that it's like just a standee there. Oh, really? Like, I didn't notice. Oh, you didn't notice? No, okay. I didn't notice. Like, because his body's so rigid as soon as he gets yeah. set on fire. Yeah, it makes sense. You're just like, oh. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. That was a pretty low budget movie. Yeah. yeah. Low, 10 million is not low budget. Yeah, but like, it's not super high budget either. Yeah. I mean, this they is. They spent like, all that money on the models. Yeah, for sure. That's they what spend- I was thinking. I was like, this movie, pro- I was like, at first I was like, this movie couldn't have cost that much to make. And I was like, oh no, all those fucking mini models that she's like crafting about the house and everything. Oh yeah, that was super expensive She to spills make. that blue paint. I'm like, oh, that's like a $60 bottle of paint. <laughs> Did you know that? Actually? No, I just, oh. I know that arts and crafts are expensive. Oh yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Like, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's uh, too much to draw people's attention towards stuff. Yeah, so you just feel like it assumes the audience is not like smart enough or yeah. paying attention enough. That's so fair. It's, it like is like, oh, this is a, hello, look at this. I didn't see it as that personally. I saw it as just like a really cool. I just was really into the visual of it and the way it would like go into a ring and then like condense back and like the whole shimmering effect. It just worked for me. I thought it I was did like, like the the ring effect. Yeah. Because that seems like it's like, oh, that could be like the glare of somebody's watch or like off of a cell phone or the glint of a car driving by. So I liked that where the ring like expands and like you look around and you're like, but the focused shimmer. I can uh, see. I can see that's like a little bit too easy. I also just remember um, when I was a little kid, my older brother got really into like uh, pictures of ghosts online. I'm like looking at and like downloading and swapping pictures of ghosts. You say your little brother? My older brother. Oh. And I was, I was really like, little. So he was probably like, I, he was probably like 13 or 14. And this was like, you know, people who 13 or 14 year olds with access to to the internet in like the MySpace days. Like that that sort of tracks timeline wise. But I remember him like trying to freak me out and showing me these pictures of like little white wisps like in pictures and him being like, oh, Wait, those are- Wait, did he see a ghost ever? I don't know, probably. He probably would say he did. He probably <laughs> would say he did at the time, especially. Yeah. But like, and I just remember him like telling me he was, I think he was like, yeah, I think I remember him being like, oh yeah, well, you go to like cemeteries and take pictures and try and like find ghosts. And they always look like little- in the pictures that he showed me to freak me out when I was a little kid, they always look like little white shimmers that like weren't that are just like weird floating lights that aren't reflecting off of anything. So that I, that I think I, is part of why it was yeah. so effective for me. Cause it made me think of that. And I, it wouldn't shock me if Ari Aster had like this a similar like a thing. Semi-related edgy fun fact. But when I was 13 or 14, I too would go to the cemeteries nice. with my girlfriends and we would just kick it. In cemeteries, we were very 
spooky children. Very nice. <laughs> it's that's very hilarious. on brand for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so on brand for you. Like, holy shit, that surprises me. Not at all. I know. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Anyway. I don't think uh, they were, they could have leaned into something a little bit harder. And this kind of goes into what I was saying about the characterization of Annie. But they could have made it seem like she was more insane. Because Interesting. At the point towards the end of the movie where Steve's like, yo, did you fucking exhume your mother? Yeah. Right. And that's the point where... <sighs> If you are not empathizing with, I did not empathize with Steve the first time I watched it. I empathized with Annie. So by that point, Yikes. I was like, man, I'm fucked. I'm like fucking sideways on this. <laughs> but the second time, because you're supposed to empathize with Steve, because he's the sane, normal one. And he's like, did you fuck? Did you put your mother's body up there? Like, bro, be straight with me right now. And she's just like, I know you don't trust me. And you're like, wait, that's not an answer. Right. What's happening here? Like, I love that. The movie works if you assume she's crazy too. Like if you sit there and go, oh, she just actually is crazy. Cause she has like all the nightmares and like, like the The sleepwalking, the sleepwalking that like recurring, uh, she's like going to set them on fire thing. And also like when, um, and so the, and when Alex is having the nightmare and he's like, you were pulling on my head, And she's like, no, I just walked in here. It's like, did she? You don't know. Maybe she did. Didn't. Maybe she was pulling on his head. Like, and maybe he, uh, he inherited her like psychoses also. And so it's like, if you think that, if you choose to interpret it as like, she and her son are both crazy. And this is just what happens to like the people in their family. I mean, it's called hereditary. So that would make a certain amount of sense anyway. Like the movie works just as well if she's crazy, if she and, um, Peter are crazy and like her mom was crazy and believed all this shit. And she inherited like this crazy belief also because she's like, ha- also like has dissociative identity or whatever, like also has these like psychoses and she just is crazy. The movie works just as well. Um, which is cool. I choose, I just prefer the spookies and I prefer to think that yeah. King Paimon really did like inhabit Peter at the end of the movie. I think that was the actual point. Uh, yeah. Um, the former or the latter? Th- that Paimon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how it, I watched it. And yeah, I mean, that's how well. I watched it too. But I, I, I like that, that you, it, could you could do that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, go ahead. it's unclear what the motives of the cult are. Like, make us rich I think give us power? I, don't think, I think, well, I mean, that's any cult. I think the motive was to bring him into this world that was their whole motive yeah they were trying to find a male it. host for That's primon it. the and whole thing like, was just trying to find a male host yeah for like the mom like clearly started this cult but like, clearly started that's it. why the, that's why the dad died uh-huh. that's why her dad died and that's why her brother killed himself because her for putting these voices inside my head she yes. was literally trying to give pime like give her her son to paimon and he like caught wind of it and killed himself and was like how fucking dare you like use right. me like this like uh-huh. that's so mm-hmm. like the whole thing was they were trying like the the point of the cult which it's is ultimately successful is to find a male host for paimon yeah okay and it's preferably somebody in uh ellen's family because she's the queen yeah Yeah. because she started the whole thing which is weird right? that is really weird she's like i'm the queen and my son or grandson is the king is that how that works um i don't know possible possible no because 
I think she's the queen because she's like, because it's like a cultist thing to like wed yourself too. Yeah. So to yes, and and she okay. tried with her husband first. Oh, okay. Right. So she tried she with her try husband with first, the husband then first. tried with her son. But like the the goal was the demon. That was yeah. the ultimate goal. So yeah. it became like most normal people would be like, oh my son, nah, like bro, I can't do that. But she was like, yo, I'm trying to get this demon in, and you know. Do you oh, think yeah. <laughs> Joni? Just to speculate, do you think Joni tried to with her kids with her kid and her grandson too? Yeah, probably. Because they drowned. Yeah, or were they not real and that that's Paimon the whole time? Uh, no, oh. I think Joni just worked in the coal. I don't know if she really, I think she was just trying to empathize quickly with Annie right. to get Annie to trust her. So right. I don't even know that those children were real. Yeah, and the very, that scene with Joni in the parking lot Oh, with I Annie, love that scene. That was so funny. Because, it was like very yeah. snake oily. Yeah, for sure. Like, Look, I know you don't believe me, but Mary Kay, if you just join me, we <laughs> right. can just sell yeah. all this makeup and make so much money. Yeah, right, right. It's yeah. like, yo, uh, multi-level marketing, right. uh, Herbalife. Annie has the correct reaction, and the only reason she goes with Joni is because Joni literally grabs her and goes, come on, we're going to my house. Yeah. And she's like, if you cannot believe me if you want. like, And I'm, it's like, She's like, and then you just came over, whatever, no big deal. You yeah, just come kick it at the house. Yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy. I yeah. I'm gonna do that actually. You're gonna do a seance? Yeah. Leave me out of it. I'm just gonna be like, no, like guys, you won't believe it. Like, come kick it at my house. Not, and if you no. don't believe anything, you just get like free snacks and drinks. No, I'm not coming to that. <laughs> Yet you are though. No, you have possessed. actually. Shit. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. I did. I I like this movie. I'm not gonna say it's. Um, top, it's not in. It's not making any lists for me. It didn't blow you back. No. no, it was. It was cool though. It was enjoyable. It wasn't. I like. I wouldn't even consider this a horror movie to be honest. Really, it's I would just, for sure because like, I was very. I found it very frightening. Oh, did you? Yeah, especially the second half. Oh, huh. Fun facts. I've seen this movie, and the first time I saw this movie, went to sleep, no problem, no reaction. Watched it last night, definitely had nightmares. Oh wow! And like, and she she yeah. jumped she jumped at least once, maybe twice. Mm. Like the parts when um, uh, at the end when she's like on the ceiling. Oh my god! And I like, love that. You, you don't know I where she terrified. is. Like I was very fucking freaked out. Loved it. Mm. Like I found it very scary, especially the second half. That's the half I and the half I liked more. I found more scary. Yeah, I also like when she chases him up into the attic. That was pretty. First good. of all, let's talk about his agility. Mm. He sprints so he goes from like zero to a hundred in foot speed gets all the way up this ladder and has the like state of mind to pull the ladder up as he goes that was yeah. crazy i mean yeah I know that's not the you're point. being chased by your mom also when she's like on the ceiling banging, banging her, her head again oh my god that's a fucking Whoa, terrifying that visual that is the bat that's that like cool. one of my favorite yeah. no scenes. i found it very frightening I, I, I don't know if i'm gonna compare it to like a movie I've talked about on this podcast a lot, The Witch, like which, by the way, has a very similar ending. Um, I liked The Witch better. Like, Hereditary isn't my new favorite horror movie, but it was very well done. It had some really cool shots. It had some really cool visual, like the way that it would like like switch day night really fast. I really liked, um, and they did that a couple times. Like it, it had a lot of style that I really appreciated. I'm I'm interested in seeing Midsummer just to like see what Ari Aster did next after the success of Hereditary. I think... I, I do like this movie. Um, 
I didn't think it was particularly scary. I felt interesting, I which think is it was good like, because you don't like scary movies. Maybe, maybe I'm at the point in my life where I just don't think anything's scary anymore. Yeah, like I don't know because I watched this. It was definitely tense. Yeah, yeah there wasn't for sure. ever a part in the movie where I was pulling up the covers over my face like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> you didn't need the scary blanket. Uh, no, I didn't. I do have one though. Nice. Uh, I just I thought it was it it was. The pacing was good throughout the movie, although I will say that it was long. Yeah. It felt like it lasted a thousand years to me because of the tension. I just, you know, when you're when you're tense for a really long time, time moves so slowly. And I felt like this movie lasted a thousand years. <laughs> That's like significant for you to say. Absolutely. I'm like, it could not have been a minute longer, in but, my opinion. And New Ben 2020 new, doesn't want 2020 to watch Ben doesn't want movies. this movie to be longer because it was so fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't have handled it. It would have been too much. Hmm. So like, what was your favorite scene? Like, what were some of your favorite scenes? So I do like um, some of the shots in the car after uh, Charlie gets her head knocked off. Uh, the the lighting yeah. is really good. Yeah. I think the cinematography towards the beginning of the film where it's like a lot of pastel colors as, mm-hmm. the, uh, as the camera pushes in. Mm-hmm. Um, those shots are really cool. Um, I thought the end of the movie as the camera's like tracking backwards Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's a model sitting in black space where everybody's like bowing towards Peter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that scene was really cool. Uh, I will say the acting was pretty great from uh, Annie and Steve. I don't think Peter did that. Really? I thought he like went toe to toe with Tony Collette. I thought the two of them were my favorite. I actually would have put both. I would put both of them above Steve personally. Uh, I just, I think Steve's like exacerbation. I think I understood more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I identified with it. I would have, I would have even have done it more. I get why he doesn't for the purposes of the movie, obviously, but like yeah. I, he, he's good. I have nothing to say bad to say about, but I thought, I thought uh, Annie and Peter were both fucking phenomenal. I thought Peter was a little bit ins- inconsistent in some of the scenes, hmm. like uh, when it, versus like, uh, I think he does like the terrified stuff well. It's just like when he's interacting with his friends at the beginning of the movie, like that stuff felt a little bit stilted. Interesting. Um, it felt to me just like awkward teenage kid who like his, I mean, his grandma's just died in the beginning of the movie and like his mom has a weird relationship with her and his sister had a weird relationship dad, with like, her. comes in and checks on him. He's like, are you sad? And Peter's like, mm. and the dad's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. He just like, <laughs> doesn't know how to feel. Yeah. And like his sister is weird. His sister's weird undeniably. And he like does feel protective over her though, because he's the big brother. He like, uh, is very awkward. Like he doesn't know how to talk to girls, obviously. And like, again, his home life is like kind of in a state of unrest. His mom is very strange. He also is clearly very disturbed from the time his mom fucking tried to murder him while she was sleepwalking. Like he has this very weird relationship with his family and his home life. And I think that that comes through like that, that comes through in how awkward he is. Hmm. Personally. I'll have to, maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I will. I, yeah, I would it, wait a while. You need some time to pass because I didn't, I watched this last year. So uh, I needed a year Like to When pass. the credits started rolling, I tur- turned to her and was like, there are some moments that I can already think will like totally fall into place and be really worth rewatching. But like, if I never rewatch it, that's probably also fine. There was a uh, one thing that I did notice at one point 
that uh, I watched it maybe an hour ago, two hours ago. Okay. I watched it this morning before we started recording. Right. Um, I noticed that like Joni, like when when she's telling her about the seance, she purposefully points out that her son needs to be there. Yeah. And she's just like, your son, everybody needs to be in the house. And it's like, well, does Steve need to be there? Because you didn't mention Steve. You mentioned your son, though. Yeah. Right. And I, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. But aside from that, like, yeah, definitely the part where she's at the support group. Uh, unfortunately, the way that I look at dialogue in movies is like, this is either moving the plot along and it's foreshadowing something mm-hmm. or it's useless. And the dialogue in this movie largely moves yeah. the plot along or lets you know something about the characters. And so I just assumed that most of what everybody was saying was fairly right. important. Yeah. But I wish for my entire life, I'll wish forever that they did more with uh, the like Annie being unhinged. Like Interesting. I thought she was stuff. pretty unhinged. Uh, well, I mean, as far as like, could have been bigger. No, for, totally for the entirety of her life. Yeah, like right, sure. Like making it seem like maybe Steve doesn't really trust her, or right. making it seem like uh, maybe maybe she is crazy. Right, because like we get those things about like her having slept walking, sleepwalking, and stuff, but like all of that's before the movie started, and like she says she hasn't done that in years and stuff, but also she hadn't been she'd been estranged from her mom for years so it feels like maybe those things went away the further she was from her mom and they started to come back the closer she got to her mom but who knows i don't know yeah. i'd have to rewatch it to like think about that theory specifically yeah yeah and i'm not ready to do that yet <laughs> <laughs> i and as far as like the emotional terrorism stuff i don't know man i didn't think so interesting i, I thought it was just like um very shocky like for the not necessarily for the shit. Yeah, some of the shots were Interesting. like like when she this when, is gratuitous. When Tony Collette is like curled up on the ground in her bedroom after her daughter's funeral and is just screaming, I want to die. There's too much pain. I want you like believe her. That scene is so real. It's like such I didn't even think an emotional I, gut punch for me. I was just watching it. Maybe I'm too sensitive. Like, Damn, that's fucked up. Maybe I'm just and too I, sensitive. Like I was just sitting. If I had popcorn, I would have been eating my popcorn. Oh damn, that's fucked up. You would have been like, mm-hmm. damn, sis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I yeah. definitely was like, honestly, when I like audibly gasped when uh, she hits when he when she hits the uh, pole when she's when you like it like cuts <laughs> to black and you hear the snap or whatever. I'm like. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> and I like held my breath in for like until Tony Collette started screaming like four minutes later. I was just like frozen. So I was also in shock, just like yeah. fucking Peter was. Right. For sure. I was very dialed in and tuned into like the emotions of this movie, and it's fucking hard to sit through. It is. Especially because it's so tense. I think my favorite my favorite scenes uh are definitely towards the end, right? Because it starts becoming more of a traditional horror movie. So like when he wakes up after like knocking himself out on the school desk and he wakes up and he sits up and he's like, yo, like the fuck's going on? And you just see her in the corner of his room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was literally turned. I turned to you and was like, I fucking hate that. Hold on. Maybe I missed that. 
Initially, when he wakes up, Tony Collette's standing in the corner of his room. It's like she's not she's, standing; she's up, she's in, the up in the corner. In the corner like, on the if ceiling, you're like right over there. Oh, I thought that was just downstairs when he finds the body. No, no it, ha- it happens a couple time. times. Oh. It happens one other yeah. time too. When he stands up, she like scurries. She like scurries out of frame when he stands up, and then you see her again in the hallway when he's walking down the hallway. She's watching him the whole time from the corner. That's sick. I it's super all of that. sick. Bro, oh. that, it's terrifying. Yeah, and then terrifying. she gets downstairs, and that's when he notices and, her in the corner. And then that's the chase scene. And that's the chase scene. And then she scene. chases him into the attic. And she's like, blah, 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 but she'd been following him. All the way downstairs. That's oh, fucking man, cool, man. It is really fucking cool. I missed it. I don't know. Bro, how, well, see, I guess you would I was, have had a deeper appreciation. I was yo-yoing while watching the movie. That's what it is. So this was a movie. <laughs> this was definitely a movie that you like needed to like fully key yourself into yeah, to get the yo-yo full yo-yo like through. emotional oh, okay. impact. I think. Well, fair yeah. enough. I well, I only started yo-yoing um, when you quit after drinking? after he's doing like. Oh. The, the baby hand thing. I was just making a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I said when it. you quit drinking. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Um, so in the classroom, he does the yeah. little yeah. shot made. If yeah. you've ever seen the music video to <laughs> yeah. Bob, I was just like, oh man, this guy must Swish. be a baby fan. Uh, so I started yo-yoing around then. Yeah. Because I, I figured like... Um, the movie's not going to be much more intense than it has been already, right? Like showing that sure. severed head of a child yeah. Uh, yeah. on the freeway covered in ants isn't going to, it's not going to be more shocking than this. One so, it's not like, going to be more shocking. No, well, does it get it more, sh- get more shocking it than that? Get but, it shocking, get, but it does get scarier. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like a sh- that's a shock. That's not really scary. You're like, that's excessive. Yeah. But then the movie goes back and it's like, okay. No, but it, actually, there's time. some scares. <laughs> Tony Collette, you, it's worth watching it just for Tony Collette in the corner following him yeah, around the house. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch that. Yeah, just go back. Because it's yeah. fucking freaky. Because it's cool as fuck. I didn't even notice. Yeah, because yeah, you're yo-yoing. Know. Yeah, it's true. I kept looking down because I kept fucking up my trick. <laughs> Not to say, I mean, I guess, I guess cats out of the bag. I was a little bit bored. <laughs> I was yeah. a little bored. I was yeah. like, ah, well, I can do something else while I watch Yeah, it. I mean, and that's fair, too. Like, that's just how the movie hit you. Like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I was fully keyed in at that point. Yeah. Like, I, I was, which she was, uh, like, I understand the grief, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it was after watching Up that one time. Yeah. I was just like, no movie will ever get I feel me that. Ever yeah. Again. I feel right. that. I have a buddy who, like, <laughs> right. refuses to watch Pixar movies because he's like, they're emotionally manipulative. Like, why do yeah. I need to see the beginning of Up? What's that do to me? It's just to make me feel sad so that I'm endeared to this old man. Yeah. I'm like, it just yeah. makes you feel sad so it can disguise how terribly the movie is after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing really happens in that movie. No. It's really like, not a good movie, actually. It's not. It. It's like it's that opening sequence is very well done. That yeah. opening sequence is very well done. That could have just been but a it's short sad film. As fuck. Actually, it could have, yeah. That's actually how I saw the movie the first time was just that part. Someone just showed me that part. And I'm like, what about the rest of the movie? <laughs> and they're like, like yeah, it's not as good. to say that Up isn't a good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just not. By the time the movie ends, you finish drying your face. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, fuck. It's like, oh, that movie was really good. Wow. I felt so many things. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I, Hereditary m- worked for me more than it didn't work for me. It's not, I didn't love it like a lot of people loved it that I know. That's fair. I don't even, am I in the love dick? I'm in the love You're dick You're in the camp. love dick camp. I am. That's where I live. Uh, it's. I thought it was cool. And one thing that I do like is like the new tradition of really well shot for sure horror movies. Yes. For sure. oh my god and when it, they started taking cinematography more serious for yeah, it absolutely yeah. the best it makes it way easier to watch like movies that would probably 
otherwise be terrible. Like I could imagine this movie shot way worse and then the action uh the acting turned down like two notches. Yeah. How bad this would be. This would be basically was, paranormal like, activity. Yeah, yeah it would be I mean it would be like a, be a generic nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Dude, this is Not actually even. oh come to think of it, this is basically the plot of paranormal activity three. I yeah. Yeah uh, we talked well, about this. I've you, only seen the first one. If you combine three and one it's, well, it's the first three I mean movies. it's a, it, I mean those are also pulling from the same because I think it's ball in those movies, right? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, like, it's it's one of the like demon kings of hell, and it's like so. There's there's those similarities, and there's like a lot of similarities with the witch too, and I think those work. I think they're cool. Like, you can just take that shit. I don't I don't care. Like, yeah. all art is theft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I prefer I prefer atmospheric horror movies to. Uh, none. And this was very atmospheric. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. I'm not, I'm not super into slashers. I'm not super into like campy horrors. Yeah. I'm definitely not into like torture or gore porn. Yeah. No, me either. Not at all. I am. Uh, you're even way more into jump scares than I am. Like, Oh, I love me, jump scare movies. Yes. Fuck me. Give up. me <laughs> like jump out and snatch me. Just yes. some crazy <laughs> tension, <laughs> just like some crazy tension and like a, a terrifying atmosphere. And I'm like way more in, especially if it's shot you, as well as hereditary is. I'm not going to watch this with you because I can't, I can't tolerate super tense movies. You should watch. They look like people. That Fuck. sounds freaky. That's that a freaky title. So tense. Basically, like this guy's buddy rolls into town because he's like hard on his luck, and he's like, "Yo, dog, like I'm like no job. I'm homeless. Basically, I've been kicked out. Like, can I just crash here?" And the buddy is also like having like a similar rough time. I think like his girlfriend just broke up with him, so he's like, "Yeah, man, I get it. Like, you can come like crash or whatever." And the his buddy's crashing on his couch, and then he's like talking to him about like conspiracy theories. And his friend's like, "Oh, tight." And then his friend's like, "No, it's real." And like shit is gonna happen, and it just crazy. jumps off from there because like his Sounds friend has crazy. to be like, "You're my friend, and I care about you," but like it kind of it's that same old question of if you care about your friend, like what do you do for them? Do you get them help or do you just like go along for the ride and just hope it's like, you just hope it's innocent and like nothing bad will happen. And that's kind of the question through the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out out as well. That movie is is tense as fuck. I had to like skip through the scenes because I was like, I can't, uh, how's this going to end? I I too also during this movie had to, I had to skip. But you were yo-yoing. Which scene? Wait, which scene did you skip? It was during the party. Uh, when it, w- I don't know if this was explained at all during the movie, but uh, Charlie having a nut allergy. It is right in the beginning because she goes for like a chocolate bar and it has nuts in it, and her mom like takes it away from her. I was like, "What are you stupid? Like, no, like you can't have that." Uh, and I, then like they I hadn't even noticed. They like zoom in at the party. They zoom in on them chopping the, the nuts, walnuts, the yeah. walnuts. I remember. And, and then, then she starts the like, cake "I like with and, the same knife." And I'm like, yeah. and there were probably walnuts in the cake. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And she's just like awkward at a party eating this piece of chocolate cake. Yeah, she's and didn't like realize. eight. Yeah, no, she's, yeah. 13. she's thirteen. She's thirteen. But still, like, oh, still. Charlie's thirteen. Charlie's yeah. thirteen. What? I know. Yeah. They talk. She because Joni asks how old Charlie is, and Annie's like, oh, she was thirteen. And I was like, what? What? And she's still sitting in the back seat of the car. That's your takeaway. Wait, when? Well, I mean, it's not on the way to the party. No, she, she was, was in the back. Was seat. she? Yeah, she was in the back seat. I sit in the back seat, the and I'm thirty-one. I mean, that's only in Lyfts and Ubers, though. I guess. 
Like on the way, this on, is the, your on the way from the party when she dies, age. it makes sense because she's like having the reaction. Yeah, yeah. But like, I didn't. I actually didn't notice she was in the backseat on the way there. She, she is. So I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't notice it. It's it's like weird because like how you would denote people's age in movies without yeah. actually explicitly saying it is like if you're under a certain age you have to sit in the back seat or yeah. something like that what was i just it? thought she looked eight or nine like you can sit in the front seat yeah i thought she was like nine eight yeah, nine eight ten or somewhere. Nine. yeah no she's like i think max. she's a freshman in high school that's i think how old she is no oh. freshman in high school is 16 it's 14 it's 13 like, 14 yeah it's 13 14 is freshman 13 14 14 15 15 16 15, 16 no. is what, sophomore? Yeah. Yeah, 15, 16 is sophomore. So it's 14, 15 is 16, sophomore. 17 is junior, and then 17, 18 is senior. Yeah. Or 18, 19, if you've been held back. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Oops. Yeah, oops. Uh, uh, <laughs> oops. I feel bad for anybody. Well, I guess you can't even smoke Sh- cigarettes. Shout out to you if you graduated high school at 19, you know, whatever. If you were 18 years old in high school, that was like so sick. You piece. I, I have no idea. I turned 18 like October of my senior year of yeah, high I mean, school. I was like really 18 early. in high school. I graduated early. Mm. So. Wow. Looks like we so got a badass peaked. over here. Yeah. I peaked <laughs> in high school. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I was the lightest I'd ever been. Best shape I've ever been in. Interesting. In high school, I was the youngest hella young, I'd ever hella been bright. in high school. That's always true. You're the youngest you've ever... I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> I was younger that is in high school than works. I was when I was born. Interesting. really crazy. Ooh, that is crazy. Good dilation. for you. Yeah. I thought I was, you said you hate time travel. Right. I, that's why I hate that's it. That's why. Because they never get it right. They never get it right. Time is a flat circle. I wow. existed in Thanks. so many points in time at once. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I like it. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like yeah, Charlie was 13. Also, um, maybe this is just me, but like that guy, Alex Wolf, who played uh, Peter, was one of the Naked Brothers in the Naked Brothers band. That's fucking lunacy. I don't know what that is. It was a Nickelodeon show. Reaction. That's what she said. It was a Nickelodeon show about these two brothers who were in a band, but they were like little kids, but they actually like wrote good songs. And so it was like a, it was like a, a mockumentary show about these two kids, but they were actually really brothers. And they like, I think actually did write the songs. There's just like all the stuff was like a fake reality show about them. But, um, my brother, it was like, it was even past, it was like a little past my time too. My little brother liked it a lot. Um, but anyway, the, they both have gone on his other, uh, the older one, is uh, Nat Wolf. He was in Paper Towns, and he also played, unfortunately, Light in the live-action Death oh, Note movie. Yeah. That was oh, on Netflix. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which that's is, my shit Now, right I will there. say, that live-action Death Note movie no has way too good of a <laughs> cast for how bad that movie is. And a good director. That guy made Your Next and The Guest. Those are you both fucking what? great movies. I think that people overstate how bad that movie is. Oh, it wasn't like the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. I think I would watch it again. I think the movie's fine. I think the issue is like too many internet dorks got upset online because of like how the movie was cast or whatever, or that it was just a little bit offbeat or whatever. And then like but really, they well, should be upset because no, the, the movie is bad. No, really, I mean, it's, it's not that it's, bad. Yes, I mean, the third is. act it's isn't as good bad. as it should be. Like the third the act is third not. Act, the, the first two acts are fine. End is no, not I don't agree. Good. I, I think the I think movie, the cast is great. Lakeith Stanfield as yeah, L is fucking is, premier. I didn't say the cast casting. was bad. I said the movie was bad. That's not their fault. I, you know, I'm gonna watch it again and I'll have to review it. I watched it like the day it came out, and I haven't watched it since then. I then it was bad. I remember giving it like two and a half stars, three stars. Hey, I. That's not true. I also walked, I also like 
almost walked out of Speed Racer, and everyone tells me that that movie is really good and that I should no, revisit I heard, it. No, but Speed I hate Racer it. was awful. That movie fucking rips. I love that movie. I love it. Oh, I love man. There's a I shit ton no of Speed Racer pick. stands. I have my no concessions. Okay. Pick. All right. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, anyway, final thoughts on Hereditary? Um, I loved it. I loved if you're not yo-yoing through the movie. <laughs> there's a lot of small takeaways besides Charlie riding in the back but being 13 that yeah, you can get from weird. this movie. I only had one and friend that I knew who did that, <laughs> and it was a cultural thing. Okay. Oh, I knew I had I knew a kid in in high school who rode in the back on the way to school. Like he would yeah, he but he was like it was kind of weird. It was super weird and he's like it's safer. He had this like really <laughs> weird like whispery soft-spoken voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So yes. anyway, um, but what I like most about this movie is you can watch it in like different the ways that you can like and enjoy this movie are independent of each other, or you can like it for all of those things combined. So like Ben mentioned, if you think that the mom and the son are sharing a mental breakdown throughout the movie. The narrative supports that. If you think that it's just a straight play of this cult reviving King Paimon, then the narrative supports that too. And there's not a lot of vagueness. They don't leave a lot unsaid or undone. And I appreciate that though. To your point earlier, some of it is a little bit handheld with the light shimmering a little bit, but not too, too much. And my personal favorite tiny moment of the movie is when uh, Tony Collette, Annie, is sawing off her own head <laughs> while suspended from the ceiling, and the sun jumps out the window to escape, and you can kind of hear her keep going. You're listening, and so you expect, like, after she gets all the way through you wait for the thump but you don't hear the thump of the body you hear the thump of her head the body remains suspended and then floats into the treehouse to wait for him that's my favorite moment of the whole movie because it's so so subtle excellent five out of five yeah fucking really good i gave it i gave it four out of five stars um because i did think that the first half didn't grip me as much as the second half um but fucking stunningly shot, stellar acting. This guy's got a good career ahead of him, I think. Um, Can't wait until Marvel ropes him in to direct something. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they'll get him to do like Doctor Strange 2 because the do- director for that just dropped out or something. I have no idea. Like, I actually don't want that. Please don't do that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, irrespective of that, um, I think that this movie was really fucking solid. Uh, I really liked most of it. And... Uh, yeah, I also want to just, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the actress who played Joni plays another cult member in uh, that show, The Leftovers, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'll just leave it with that plug. The Leftovers? Yeah, it's on HBO. Okay. Three seasons, pretty short. It's nice. It's good. Okay. Well worth it. Uh, I think it's good. Definitely check it out. Uh, maybe uh, I wasn't paying as close attention as I should have been. I didn't think it was particularly scary. Uh, it was cool. It was a fun watch. It was very tense. Uh, I would maybe my categorization system is way off, but um, I would call, call, I would classify this more of a thriller yeah. than a horror movie. Yeah, I think um, that applies. Yeah, check it out. It's worth it. Oh, baby, it's worth. <laughs> All right, after the break, we'll be back with no concessions.
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I got into a bunch of pulp novels recently. Yeah. I read uh, The Cimmerillion. Okay. Uh, the Conan anthology. It? Yeah, I read... Uh, it's got like 10 or 11 short stories in it. And initially, I was just like, you know what? This isn't as racist as I thought it was going to be. It's definitely racist, but... The Cimmerillion you know or Conan? Uh, the Cimmerillion. Yeah, okay. It's, it's the... Or it's called... Let me pull up the title, actually. You're talking about the Tolkien novels, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. That's why I was like, what? The Cimmerian. Uh, Conan the Cimmerian. It's, it's not Cimmerian. It's something else. I know Simeon? a little bit. No. no that would be wild that, that racist. That would be wild that racist. Be wild racist. Yeah. Conan gets pretty wild racist. Because Conan is... It is Conan the Cimmerian, though. Is it? Yeah. C-I-M-M-E-R-I-A-N. Wow, I feel like Cimmerian? I'm in a fucking... Cimmerian? Yeah. Definitely not Simeon. Definitely not. Definitely not that. That would be fucking bonkers. Sumerian. Oh, very easy to make that mistake. C-I-M-M-E-R-I-A-N. Yeah. Sumerian. Yeah, because that's, that's where, that's fun. like the fictional country that Conan is from. I got like weirdly into, I watched the Arnold Conan over the summer and got like weirdly into Conan. I bought a bunch of old Conan comics and I bought like a Conan book by Robert Jordan. And uh, yeah, he's an interesting, it's an interesting character. Obviously there's like a lot of inter like different versions of him, but some of those early ones, wild racist. Yeah, I read uh, the anthology series that came out a while back mm -hmm. uh, by Robert E. Howard. And yeah. initially I was just like, you know what? This is like, this is tolerable racism. Yeah. Uh, this is chill. So let me, let me get into some of his other work. And little did I know he yep. made Solomon Kane. And if you want to talk about racist, <laughs> that shit is just nakedly racist. Interesting. I don't know anything about it. Like uh, there was a part in the book and this is what made me eventually return the book. Okay. I was oh, just shit. like, wow. Dumb. Yeah, it was, it was bad, bro. Like there was a part in the book where he goes to meet uh, an African tribe or some shit. He gets lost in the woods and um, he's describing these guys as like ape-like or whatever. They're black. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's tolerable, I suppose. I, yeah. Um, I suppose. I guess. Later on, they have this queen or whatever, and the queen gets mad at her like uh, chief and her guards because they prevented a white man from coming up the mountain. So she kills the chief, and she's just like, "I don't like." Uh, the chief was just like, "Yeah, he wanted to come up here, and we weren't sure what he wanted." And she was just like, "This is a white man, you fool! You." Uh, she went what? on this whole rant about like how white people are superior and all this other shit. Yeah, and then like in that same portion, it was describing like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, this society is very advanced. There's no way that black people could have built this. Some other culture should would have come in wow. and like established all this." Fucking and I was just yikes! Like, Fuck, bro. Oh, fucking like, yikes. I can't oh my God. get past yeah. this. Yeah, um, no, I would have returned that book too, actually. I'd have been like, what the yikes. fuck is this? Yeah. It's not. That definitely has, that didn't come up in any of the Conan shit I was reading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, if it's not by Robert E. Howard, then chances yeah. are it's going to be fine. way yeah. lighter. It's crazy that that shit. character like survived that weird, sh that weird shit though. Yeah. But it's all part of, uh, it's all part of, uh, how do I, it's like property changing hands yeah, of effectively. Course. It's like, it's like the same way that Superman has survived this long. Yeah. Like it, 
DC didn't initially own it. It was owned by some other company, yeah. and then eventually it ended up in the hands of DC. And then by that point, DC was so good at just like making a property last so long. Like you hardly ever see anything change hands like that. Anyway, that long aside aside. <laughs> Uh, and we're back. We're here with no concessions, where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite movies. Let's start with you, Ben. My no concession pick for this week, in light of the newest Star Wars coming out, <laughs> I uh, would like to propose my no concessions for this week on how much Star Wars The Last Jedi fucking slaps that movie fucking rocks and anyone who thinks it doesn't rock doesn't like star wars okay so can you give us a little bit of history as to why that's a controversial pick you probably don't need to for like the true star wars fans but like for me which one is the last jedi the last exactly one? Like, it's the, okay, so, so the last jedi is episode eight it is the middle of the the sequel trilogy so it's the one not directed by jj abrams of the new trilogy so it's the one where Shorty uh, does hyperspeed into the Destroyer? Yes. That was a sick shot. That's a sick shot. Aesthetically, that the movie really works. Yes. Like, that movie is really good for the aesthetics. Outside of that... I actually think that the whole movie works. It's it's. I think it expands the Star Wars lore the most out of any movie since empire and it's not better than empire strikes back as a huge star wars fan empire strikes back still the best of uh, still the best of the best i would put this number at number two maybe number three if you want to put a new hope because it like started the whole thing off but like it's definitely belongs in like that category a lot of people did not think this movie works they think that the pacing is weird i actually think it's paced really well they think that like they, I, I honestly, they just like think that it wasn't Star Warsy enough. But like, the whole point is to like be like, well, how do we expand and make Star Wars something new instead of just like the Force Awakens is really cool, but it's just like a greatest hits of like a New Hope and like uh, some elements from the original trilogy, but mostly a New Hope over again. And like, it knows that. There's literally a joke in Episode Seven where it's like, oh, it's another Death Star, just bigger. And it's like, there's some cool moments around that, but like, that's the, that's like functionally the whole structure. Whereas like the last Jedi is Ryan Johnson, who also made brick and looper two excellent films was like, uh, wrong about looper. Really? Looper was only okay. I mean, okay. It's also time travel. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) It has one of my looper. I I love time travel. So I'm like harder on it. Looper has one of my favorite lines in a time travel movie though. Yes. Like, Oh, what about this? What about paradoxes? And (laughs) no, this is like, shut up. No, not that Uh, line. Obviously (laughs) that's a terrible line. No. When, uh, he's talking to Jeff Daniels and he's, and Jeff Daniels is like, Oh, you're going to China. And he's like, no, I'm going to Paris. And he's like, I'm from the future. Go to China. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's hysterical. <laughs> like, I think that that's a great line. Anyway. Um, I am not here to talk about Looper. I'm here to talk about how fucking great the last Jedi is. I think Luke Skywalker is my favorite is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. He was my childhood hero because I grew up with the original trilogy And I think a lot of people, old man Luke, not being like the hero of the movie didn't work for them. 
but I think him being the Obi-Wan of this movie works so well. Like if, if the movie had just been Ray showing up at the end of force awakens, handing Luke the lightsaber and him being like, Oh, okay. I guess it's time for me to leave this rock and like come with you and solve all the problems. Then the whole movie becomes about Luke and not about Ray's journey and these new characters. And like having him be like, this old hermit who has cut himself off from the force because he failed Kylo Ren. That's like so much more interesting to me. I think Kylo Ren is a fucking fantastic villain. All the Ray and Kylo stuff where like they're connected through the force is some of the coolest thing in, in like sci-fi fantasy. It's, and, and definitely some of the coolest stuff in star Wars. I, it's the movie I have the most fun watching of all of them because it just does so many cool things. Yes. The Canto bite sequence is like, a little long but like it does it also shows us a perspective of star wars we've never seen before and the idea that like so many people are getting rich off of the star wars being like war profiteering is like an interesting element of star wars we've never seen before um, <laughs> I, I disagree with so much that you said but i will say congrats to them for branching out uh and doing different things because as soon as the force awakens came out, I was just like, they're just doing the same shit over and yeah, over. Again. And the fact that this is different and that and it's like, I will always reward taking a swing. Even if you miss, although I would say that this movie to me is a home fucking run. And I thought so in the theater, like the whole, like I left that theater being like people, there are people who didn't like this movie. Like I was so fucking hyped on it from, from minute one. And I still fucking stand that movie. It's my no concessions pick for this week. Okay. Regina, I'm ready for you two to break up now. <laughs> I'm so coming. nervous. Are you just going to come out here and hear you know concessions pick as a Christmas story? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we've talked about this many times at this point. So the point is moot. So my no concessions pick for this week is the 2009 American adaptation Dragon Ball Evolution. Ew! As in you like it? <laughs> yeah, I <Wrong>. do. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. No. You can break up with her and you gotta go. <laughs> right. Like, what is that? Out. You know who hates that movie? The guy who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who loves that movie? Me. No one. <laughs> so I went to go see it when it came out in theaters. And it was me, uh, a couple of my girlfriends... And like our roommates, and she's like a huge Dragon Ball nerd. It's fucking same. Huge. Like, and she had like, I think I liked it so much because I had like negative expectations. I was like, this is gonna be god awful. Uh huh. But was. I'm going for free, so I don't care. And we left the movie, and I looked at her and I was like, is it weird that I like that? And she yes. goes, I liked it too. No. We proceeded to then buy it when it came out on DVD at the time because that was a thing. And we would watch that probably every weekend. Get the fuck what out What the of fuck here. is that? Dead That's serious. No good. <laughs> In I fact, mean, I kind of want to go home and watch it again just to be sure that I, I mean, do like it for no You're doing it by reason. yourself. And Ugh. I think the reason why it's my no concessions pick is it is indefensible. It is not a good movie it and is it's a, a horrendous adaptation, adaptation. but like, i feel like if you just remove the ip of dragon ball it's, it's also still a, still bad, a bad, movie, bad movie but you can kind of like whatever tolerate it but it just but it's not it's, you can't do that Maybe because it's, it's called so dragon awful because it's so fun i don't know it like 
<laughs> the fact that like the fact, the fact that, that Jimmy from Shameless is Goku yes, already and a the problem. Fact that he's Goku, like Son Goku. That's his name. What? And he's like, the whitest person I've ever like, seen in my life. Emmy Rossum <laughs> from Shameless, weirdly enough, is Bulma. Like her is Bulma. That's like okay. Now I don't have. I don't. There's think like three Asian in people in the movie. I know, too. and it's like okay. Ugh. <laughs> like I, I grew up a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Waiting, my brother, my younger brother, and I used to watch it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. We still talk it was on about like it. Right after school, it was on right after school, and we'd yeah. watch it together every fucking day. We were fucking obsessed, and since we were little kids, we were like, "Why don't they make a live action Dragon Ball right, Z movie? That, that would be, be sick. Tight. That would be so tight." And like they did, and we didn't even go see it because we'd heard it, ba- it was bad, and it was out, and we were like. Oh, what if we just like rented it on demand? It's like one of three times I ever rented a movie on demand in my entire life. We're like, we know it's supposed to be bad, but like, it's still a Dragon Ball movie. We should it's still, still like, like at least have seen it yeah. just to like have an opinion. And we rented it for like one ninety nine, and we were both like, wow, not only did we go in with low expectations, it but was even it's, fucking it's worse like than we thought. You. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you about that movie. Apparently the original draft of the script was much more faithful to like the Dragon Ball story. That would make sense. And it was going to like, the studio was but the studio like, was no. like, no. And yeah, they like kept evident. giving notes, kept giving notes to the point where the screenwriter was like, can you take my name off of this movie? And they're like, we won't pay you if you take your name off, if you take your name off the movie. And so he's just like, okay, I got to get paid somehow. somehow." So he has spent since then his entire life apologizing and campaigning against it Mm -hmm. and talking about how much he is a huge Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z fan. That movie I'm, I know. Okay, here's the thing. I think that the part of the no concessions is that like everyone should just listen to your opinion. And like from my experience with the show, it's just like you should just be able to say like, "Oh, this is my opinion, and I'm not going to concede on it." But you should you should concede on that because it's awful. Your opinion is wrong. I think. Well, my opinion is that it is a bad movie, but it I was still able to watch and enjoy it and watch it multiple times. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Goku in the series is not like a super intellectual character. He's just like a brawlic guy who likes to fight. He literally just likes to fight and is dumb. It's real awful that they replace him with like just some skinny high school kid. Like if you're going to make Dragon Ball Z, like you should get like... Uh, Eco Waste, the guy who played Rama in the raid. Like, that's who Goku should be. Yeah, that'd be tight. Um, but when we're talking about the adaptation of Death Note, where Light is this genius prodigy who comes across this notebook and decides he's going to play God and kind of starts doing an okay job and then slides into, like, total egotistical mania, the fact that that gets left out of the adaptation is why that movie is so, so bad. Because that's why you like that character so See, much. See, what a fucking dork over here talking about why the adaptation is bad. It's not faithful to the character of Light. What? It's, Get out of here. But it's not. <laughs> Get out of here. It's, I mean, I'm getting out of here it's, anyway. It's, but it's like, an adaptation. But, like, what? Well, but, I mean, Goku should at least be, like, A. Asian. A, in, interesting. B. Strong. <laughs> C not jimmy from shameless <laughs> like, yeah he just seems like this hapless kid who's just like and now suddenly i must go and on like this he's quest. in high school he's maybe in high school. but then like also not and then also like like i don't need to know about i mean yes dragon ball z has school 
like Gohan Sona. goes to regular school kind of for a minute. I but feel like, like that's the worst part of the show. Better if I mean if they hadn't made it number one, but they did. So if the skinny high school kid wasn't Goku but was Gohan, that would at least make more sense. I guess yeah, that would have been better. But like, you can't start with a Gohan movie either. Like it's got to be Goku and Goku. I don't know. No. Maybe just throw the idea in the, in the trash. Movie. That's or like I don't know, the make door, a real adaptation. But what I really appreciate is that the door is open for more American adaptations of anime. So maybe they will make an actually better adaptation. See, I, I would be okay it. with that. I doubt it, but I'd be okay with it. Like the if you want to make open, an actual real Dragon Ball Z you gotta movie, you got to support it so we can go get better it. content through the door. Go for it. Well, we'll see. Maybe one day. Goku one day. is not like inherently a Japanese name, right? It, is I it? I don't know. I have no I idea. Know. It I means some. It's some sort of food. Yeah. All those people are named after yeah, food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you get Rama from the raid to be Goku, and you get Mad Dog from the raid to be Vegeta. And you've got a great movie. You don't even have to like do all that. You don't need people who can actually fight. Just yeah. Put some money into visual effects. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what it really needs. Get people who can scream. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really all it is. Yeah. Do they go Saiyan in that movie? They absolutely do not. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, my my no concessions pick for this week is Scream. Oh, it's oh, such cool. a good movie. Yeah, uh, I watched all of those movies for the first time in 2008. I want or okay. 2018. Yeah, I, I just watched the I just watched the first Scream with uh, her not that long ago over, over the Halloween. Dude, uh, it's season. really good. Really good. Yeah, it's and it gets surprising. better. Yeah, like yeah. Actually, this was back when the sequels to movies would actually be better than yeah. the yeah. original. It was really weird because I watched the first one. And I was like, that was sick. Yeah, I bet the second one's gonna be a real big bummer. And then I watched the second one. and I was like. Damn, that was really good too. Yeah, and then I watched the third one, and that one was the third a little one. Good. Doesn't Jane Don't Jane yeah. and Bob have a cameo in the third one? I think so. Uh, That's cool. I don't remember. And then in the fourth one, the fourth one is just bad. The fourth one like, they like took a break for too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, the fourth one came out did, in like two thousand. Those were all Wes Craven, right? And seven. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I think that's right. Anyway, that movie is really good. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. And like. It I actually don't know too. what's going to happen. Like I didn't, I didn't find the whole movie so predictable. I thought it was really cool. When I initially was told about the premise and how people were trying to guess who the killer was, I thought it was going to be one of those like movies where they were throwing like red herrings out constantly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, we set this person up to look like the killer. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's actually this person. Right. But it actually. No, the fact that it's like, no, the killer is the guy who just makes fucked up jokes the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like who makes fucked up crass jokes the whole movie is like, no, that guy's the killer. He's a sociopath. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. I thought it would be really hard to watch Scream having seen like the scary movies because they've been so, like that 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 series series has been so parodied. But then like, nope, it was just actually really good. And also none of the scary movies were funny. They were funny... Maybe for the like, time. Yeah, right when they came out. They were very, because all those I would parody never rewatch movies, any of those movies now. They were very much so products of the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. That was definitely a big I watched thing. Financial humor. When I was like 12, when I was like 11, 12, I watched all of them. I was like, sure. I like went and saw a disaster movie in theaters. I nice. shouldn't have said that on the air. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's No Concessions. Uh, plugs. Nope, no you plugs on my end. Follow me at BH Pit, and I'll be uh, on social media everywhere, and uh, I'll have updates there. Cool. Bye. 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 Bye.